a bad omen. For a moment or two, long enough for his grandmother to come in and go grumbling down to the kitchen, Rowan simply stood and sweated. Then he kicked open the door. Go away, Ro! His sister's voice was firm above a clash of chords. I'm practicing! The September sunshine was on her like a spotlight. She looked sweet, sitting there on the antique piano stool, her head bent in concentration, the sun gilding her hair. But Rowan saw no sweetness. To him the sun was a searchlight, and his sister's bright red hair looked to be on fire. To him it was all danger, danger, danger! Stop playing that! he ordered. Stop it, Laurel! His sister shrugged and carried on. A-flat major, she thought, grinning at the image that popped into her head of a stout military man squashed flat by a tank. This final movement of the Moonlight Sonata was a stormy thing full of sadness and rage. Beethoven had been known to break hammers and strings playing it. Go away, Ro, she said again, without turning round, and the notes she struck were the harshest yet. Rowan stood his ground. His head had a whirlpool in it. His heart felt as if it was trying to burst like a rat through the bones of his chest. I said, stop it, he yelled, loud enough to sear his throat. Grimly, Laurel played on, pounding the keys with all her might. She didn't care any more about keeping time, but was doing her best to follow the melody because she sensed it was the tune itself rather than her playing of it that was driving her brother nuts and she wanted to get the better of him, to teach him a lesson, because he was Roe the Strange, a brother to be ashamed of, and because right now, with a country gone to war, she could do without his craziness making everything worse. Children, please! Dimly, Rowan heard a clang of pans like tin heads being banged together as his mother called angrily for peace. In a minute his father would come hurrying down from his studio, not furious or shouting, but distracted, obviously, and disappointed too, which for some reason Rowan had always found harder to bear from him than any great loss of temper. Imagining already the look on his father's face, Rowan made a big effort to hold himself together, to not mind so horribly that German music was filling his ears, the hall and the street, to stop believing that the longer it went on, the more likely it was that the first of Hitler's bombs to fall over England would land smack-bang on his house. It's all right, he tried telling himself. This is just our lol practicing some music like she always does on Sundays before we have our roast. It doesn't mean anything. Nothing bad is going to happen. But it was no good. As always, the bit of him that was panic-stricken was too far gone to be reasoned with, like a dark twin or a Russian doll himself, but not. That part had its own logic, its own way of seeing things. And right now, with the moonlight sonata playing on and on and on, it was terrified. It was seeing rubble. He was seeing arms and legs poking gorily from the ruins, a piano bombed to splinters. It was chanting, Stop the bitch! over and over, and as usual, it was loud.
Nothing bad. Nothing... But his mind was a sieve, a net, a strainer of thoughts, with reason like water rushing straight through all the holes. Fortissimo! Young Laurel called out boldly, just to show him who was winning this particular battle of wills. Arpeggios! Rowan didn't understand. It was just more noise and foreign noise at that, upsetting the balance of things further still. Lurching forward like someone pushed, he set off across the room. His sister, intent on finishing the third movement, determined not to stop until the very last note had sounded and died away, neither heard nor sensed him coming until he was right there behind her, his breath hot on her neck. Get! was all she had time to say before the piano lid slammed down, breaking three of her fingers.